Welcome back to the Bentley Even Diamond Talk Radio Show. Apologies for the extended break, trying to get some audio quality uh, audio quality issues worked out. But we sit down with head baseball coach Andrew Gibson to start things off today. Uh, coach, uh, a big, uh, really a big weekend for y'all. You opened up this the home slate for y'all this season against a really good St. Thomas ball club out of Houston, Texas. Picked up a series win. Then yesterday uh, you, you took on Rhodes in the midweek non-conference action and picked up another win. Let's start with St. Thomas. That's a good team that Bellhaven has struggled with in recent years. You win both games on Friday. Uh, just what was your kind of your overall takeaway from the uh, the, the series win over St. Thomas? Uh, I think that's as good of a pitching staff as we're going to face at this level. Um, every arm they rolled out there was upper 80s with a good breaking ball. Um, you know, and our guys did a good job. Um, you know, I thought I thought the approach was really good in game one. Um, we had some stuff that we had on their starter that we felt like – he fell into some patterns on, um, you know, we exposed that a little bit, um, you know, and obviously Brett holding the line there. Um, you know, I do – I try to, to get our team so prepared that sometimes I forget about the individual accolades. But yep. obviously Brett picking up uh, the career wins record there was awesome for him. Um, you know, really proud of him for that. Uh, and then to finish off the the game two on Friday, they made a they made five or six errors, um, yeah. but we you know again held the line from a pitching standpoint. Um, you know, if it weren't for a couple of runs late, you know, essentially we we have them on, on two runs for fifteen innings of baseball. Um, you know, so pitcher did a good job of controlling the controllables. Um, you know, and, and if I'm being honest, the the game three. Saturday, uh, Cade made what a start, man. Yeah. I mean, he did a phenomenal job. And, um, you know, I, I told told our guys in, in game notes on Monday, um, Coach Denson used to have a saying <clears throat> with us. He was he was like, there's three games that you're going to lose every year. It doesn't matter. It's just the conditions are all stacked up against you. There's three games that no matter what, you're going to win every year. And it's what you make of those 50 in the middle is what's going to make or break your season. Um, I never really liked that as a player because it felt like it, that you taking the ball out of my hands at that point. Yeah. Um, but I told the guys on Monday, you know, we had more quality at bats on in game three than we did in, in game two. Um, you know, we scored – we had one run on the board going into the, the, the ninth. Um, but we were hitting the ball all over the yard. I yeah. mean, Owen Abney had a bunch of loud barrels. Uh, Cole Fletcher had a bunch of loud barrels. Um, you know, it was just going right to people, Adam Balls. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think where we need to take a step is when we get into the ninth and it's a one-run ball game, like that game, for us to have a chance to win that game, we've got to hold the line. Yeah. And we can't give up a three spot in the ninth um, and then, you know, try to score four runs in the, in the bottom half instead of the one to, to tie it up. Um, so, but overall, good weekend. St. Thomas is going to be is a good club. That's a twenty-five or thirty game win win club at this level. Um, I don't have any questions about that. They have to get some things figured out on the defensive side of things, but that's a good offense and a really good pitching staff we face this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you talked about game one. Brett Sanchez uh, went the distance and what was a seven inning game? Gave up three hits, one unearned run, struck out nine. Uh, I'm interested because there was kind of a Games one and two started similarly. Y'all fell behind at the top of the first. Mm -hmm. Your starters, who all three starters, were really, really strong this weekend. But mm -hmm. but they gave up runs in the top of the first. Brett's obviously was unearned. Uh, Will Swift, who had a great game. 
went five innings, gave up just the one earned run that came on a solo homer in the top of the first. So you were, you know, by the time you get to the plate, you're already behind. That's a tough right. situation to be in, especially against a team that has a good pitching staff like St. Thomas. It felt like your guys didn't try to go win the game in the bottom of the first inning. Uh, you, they got runs back uh, in game one in the bottom of the first. They got one back, took you a couple innings in game two, but it mm-hmm. never felt like y'all – immediately jump to this, all right, we're backs against the wall once again, even though, you know, it was early in the game. Is that kind of a – I guess is that kind of a, a theme that you want to see as a coach to, to recognize, hey, it's a seven-inning game or, or more often than not it's a nine-inning game. We're down one or two-nothing after a couple of innings. There's still a whole lot of baseball to be played, and we saw that in game one and two for you all. Yeah, for sure. You know, one of the, one of the things offensively that, that we're trying to do is anytime a team scores on us, we want to we follow that with an answer inning. Uh, obviously, we were able to do that in game one. Um, you know, we talk a lot as an offense about anchoring the box, uh, which means that we're not moving our feet on balls that are in the box. Like, we're not going to intentionally get hit by pitches, but we're also not going to bail out of the way. Yeah. Um, Cole Fletcher did that. I mean, this, that dude got hit in the back of the head. Uh, you yeah. know, never. I don't want that. <laughs> um, you know, our, our terminology is tuck, tuck, turn, which means that, that we rotate back towards the catcher. We tuck our bat, and we're going to get hit in the meaty parts of our body. Um, you know, obviously, I don't want people getting hit in the head, uh, but he took one off the off the lid there in the first, and was able to to steal second base, and then um, we got him home in the first, and it was bang bang. There's your answer. Um, you know, we we never go into panic mode. Um, you know, we always want to answer in that immediate next frame. Um, but, you know, baseball is a tough game, man. Um, you know, so there's times where you might do all the things right to answer, and then you hit the line shot that is typically in the gap and the center fielder catches it, yeah. you know. Um, so, you know, to, to, to your point, yes, there are either seven or nine frames in a baseball game offensively. Um, you know, we always want to answer in that immediate next frame. Uh, but sometimes it takes it a little bit, and, and the guys did a good job of just continuing to string quality at bats together. And, you know, to your point about the, uh, Swift's uh, earned run in the top of the first, I tell our guys all the time, we are not going to get beat by solo home runs. Yeah. Where you get beat is when you go walk, error, home run. Yep. Um, you know, so which for me, if I'm a pitcher on, on our staff, I go, okay, well, that means we're attacking the heart of the plate, which we're going to. Yep. Um, we don't pitch off the plate much, um, you know, unless we're in extreme advantage counts. Uh, we're coming at guys. Um, you know, it, it's not going to be a situation where we're skirting around the plate, and I think it just gives our guys the confidence to be able to roll through hitters. Um, you know, hitting's a tough thing, and I think a lot of times pitchers and, and people that coach pitchers overcomplicate it. You got to get strike one, yeah. and you know that guy. We were trying to go get strike one, and he got his swing off and hit a homer, and yeah. it is what it is. Um, you know, but Swift obviously held the line um, and gave us another quality start, which he's been good at. Uh, you know, and then the bullpen is as shaky as they made it seem. Uh, threw up a bunch of zeros there at the end. Yeah, uh, I'm interested too because you know when you're when you've got somebody like Swift who gets those first couple of guys in that inning, and there's nobody on base, it's a clean inning. You're allowed to go attack those hitters. Dylan McKee's the one who hit the home run. Yep. I think that was his eighth home run in yeah. like ten games to start yeah, the year. He's strong. But when nobody's on base, you can go attack those guys. It's really not going to be a big deal. No. Uh, and more often than not, you're probably going to come out on the winning side of yep. that. Um, one thing that's interesting is is y'all. 
I, I hesitate to use the word manufacture runs because I think when we hear manufacture, we think of guy walks, you bunt him to second, right. or you steal second, you bunt him to third, and then you hope you get a sack fly and you can score him. Right. You didn't really have to do that this weekend, but there was a lot of getting a guy on, moving him up within the, you know, the next batter, yep. and then you've got a couple of chances, and now a base hit maybe scores him, maybe gives you another chance to move up. There's a lot of singles and stolen bases being aggressive. Yep. And so it felt like there were some times that you all really manufactured runs and maybe manufactured the extra run. Yeah. So maybe not the first one, but the second one, you were able to get the extra one. Yep. Uh, being aggressive, that is, seems to be part of your offensive ethos. You all have stolen 38 bases yeah. so far this year, which uh, I haven't seen the updated leaderboard, but based off of what it was last night, that would be the number one team in the country in stolen bases. Yeah. That seems to be a big part of what you want to do, be aggressive, Put the kind of put the pressure on the other team. We've talked about that a couple of times. Uh, was this a successful weekend for that? Because y'all stole, I think, fifteen bases yeah. uh, across the three games. Hundred um, percent. You know, and Coach Adams runs our offense. Uh, he does a phenomenal job with that. Um, but it is, man. I mean, it, we talk about it. It's the air, land, and sea approach. Yeah. We're, we're going to make you defend us in multiple areas. Um, you know, if you want to be slow to the plate or average to the plate, we're going to steal second. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to stop our feet at second base, we're going to steal third. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, obviously we're doing a good job. I think your best offenses are offenses that lead the league in extra base hits, they lead the league in stolen bases, and they lead the league in freebies, meaning walks and HBPs. Uh, every offense that I've ever been a part of that's been in the top two in those categories from a conference standpoint – has given that team a chance to win the league. Um, you know, and so far our guys are doing that. Um, I always want to take the game to somebody. I never yeah. want it to be taken to me. Um, you know, and I'm not one that's patient enough to just sit back and wait on a three-run homer. I love a three-run homer. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to do it after we go HBP, stolen base, stolen base, another HBP, now we get our three-run homer. You yeah. know, I'm not, we're not going to ever sit back and just wait on something good to happen. We're going to take it to folks. Yeah, absolutely. 38 stolen bases across 10 games, uh, which, like I said, uh, as far as I'm aware, go based off of last night's numbers that it updated yesterday morning, uh, would be the number one ranking in the country. Valley Forge has stole 36 through four, which is nine bags a game, which is wow. pretty incredible. Uh, I'm interested to talk about last night's game. You take on Rhodes. We knew ahead of time it's a bullpen game. Yeah. You told us don't be surprised if you see nine pitchers in nine innings, mm. uh, which makes it kind of a tough game to kind of plan for, I would think, because, you know, you want to win the midweeks. You want to win against good teams like Rhodes is. But you also recognize that you're not you're not putting yourself in the best position because you're not necessarily running out a guy who you know is going to give you five or six uh, you know, scoreless <laughs> innings or one-run innings. You're going to have a lot of guys in situations maybe they're not used to. Yeah. Uh, but y'all played well. You hit really well yesterday off mm -hmm. of Rhodes. Uh, picking up a midweek like that, it's got to be a lot of momentum for y'all, uh, especially seeing so many of your relievers who I know that's kind of been the question mark for you, pitch as well as they did yesterday. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, you know, in the third, even with Goodrow, if we catch the fly ball and right – Yeah. Um, he gets out of that inning unscathed. Yeah. You know, the next hitter, uh, I don't think he was quite as convicted in the pitch that he threw, and yeah. we left a slider middle-middle that the guy hit for a two or three and home or whatever it was. Um, you know, but, yeah, you know, I think that, that these bullpen games like this can, can make you come together as a pitching staff because you really have to rely on the next man. Um, you know, the way we do it is is the guy that's – that's in the game, well, the very next guy that's quote-unquote scripted for the next inning, like he's hot and ready to go yeah. in the bullpen in the event that there's trouble that I feel like we can't get out of in a tight game. 
Um, you know, obviously when you score in in some of those games, it makes it easier to manage, which it did for us yesterday. Um, you know, I think we scattered 12 or 13 hits over, yeah, 12, the, over, yeah. over the course of the game. Um, you know, obviously Cole Fletcher threw a big haymaker early and hit the three-run homer to dead center. Um, you know, Owen Abney has done a phenomenal job of driving in runs. He get, he had another at bat yesterday early on in that game that I just thought set the tone for the game. Yeah. I mean, it was like two outs, man, second base, and, you know, the guy that was throwing, we had a certain approach against. Um, we weren't going to let him beat us out front. And Abney goes through the four hole, backside single, sets the tone for the game. Um, you know, and then those those bullpen guys, man, they're just the, – the more we can run them out there, the better off that they're going to be. Um, yeah. You know, and in the two innings that we gave up runs yesterday, um, some of it was a little bit of lack of conviction in those guys, uh, and some of it was just bad defensive play. Um, you know, so we've got to get those things cleaned up. Um but, you know, obviously when the offense does what it did yesterday, it, it gives me some wiggle room to manage the, that game a little bit easier. Yeah, it was an you mentioned Owen Abney's at bat in the bottom of the first, which scored the first run. It was impressive because I've, I've even joked about, he, you know, he's going to take a hack every time he steps up. No he gets two strikes, two outs, runner at second, and he goes through the backside. Yep. Really kind of mature approach at the plate. And then Cole Fletcher scorched that ball to center field yep. uh, off the batter's eye, which is a, no small feat out there. Trust Mark. Uh, fast forward, let's take a quick look at this upcoming week because you head to Georgia. You're playing in the Barry Invitational. Take on Oglethorpe on Thursday, Barry on Friday, Greensboro on Saturday. Yep. Uh, those are strong programs. Barry obviously has been a very uh, good Division three program for a long time. Uh, this will give you kind of a new look at some teams you're probably not as accustomed to seeing. Uh, it's From a player perspective, I think it's probably got to be nice to kind of a change of scenery occasionally to go play in a place you're not normally playing, mm -hmm. play teams you're not normally playing. But it also means you have a little bit less to go on in terms of preparation. How do you prepare as a coach? And, and to some of it just, hey, we're going to get out of town. We're going to go somewhere new and, and give you guys a, a new experience and take on some good teams while we're at it. Yeah, you know, it's like we talked about early on. Um, we're, we When I got into this role, I needed to make sure we played a schedule because of our conference not having the automatic qualifier, we need to play a schedule. And if we do what we're supposed to with that schedule, the committee looks at it and goes, they deserve to be in the national tournament. Yeah. Um, we're doing that this weekend. Barry, Barry's a, a really good program. Um, me and Coach Beasley, their head coach, go back a long ways. Um, my playing days um, were both competitors, and we had some words at one point. <laughs> um, you know, but he's a, he's a phenomenal human being. Um, and he's obviously a great coach, yeah. and so I'm excited to get over there and, and play not just them, but Oglethorpe is a, is a good program, and then Greensboro too. Um, you know, Scott uh, shot me a message last night that lo looks like a good lineup of games, and, you know, I, I would concur. Uh, you know, we're, we're excited to go over there. Uh, from a preparation standpoint, it, it, it makes it a little bit more hectic on a coaching staff. Um, the players never feel that because they just show up and play, man. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, obviously I'm having to prepare for probably 30 hitters on a weekend uh, as opposed to 10 or 11, yeah. um, you know, which is fine. I don't mind that. Um, I always want to put our guys in the best situation to win. Um, so me spending, you know, three or four or five more hours than I would ordinarily on a weekend, that doesn't phase, that doesn't phase me and, 
you know, Coach Adams is doing the same thing with the arms. He's, you know, we've got to prepare, you know, for probably 15 different arms that we might see this yeah. weekend. Um, so we're excited to get over there. Uh, I think it'll be a, another good early season test for us. Um, our guys have responded so far to everything that, that all the adversity that's been thrown our way. Um, you know, so I'm excited to see see them get out there and, and do their thing this weekend. Last thing, obviously it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday weekend. Uh, rotation's still good to go. Obviously a little bit shorter of a, a week than your your guys would normally be accustomed to, but everybody good to go for this weekend. Yeah, so we're going to start Swift on Thursday. Um, he threw less pitches than Brett, and, uh, you know, we, in our conversations, he's he's been recovering well. He's done a good job with his body. Um you know, I had Brett available for last night's game. I uh, did not have Swift available for last night's game. So, um, you know, that was that played a factor into the decision to, to move Swift up to Thursday. But Swift will go Thursday against Oglethorpe. Uh, Sanchez will go Friday against Barry. And then Cade May will, um, will come over and, and go Saturday against Greensboro. Absolutely. Uh, well, the Blazers are on the road this weekend in Rome, Georgia, taking on Oglethorpe, Barry, and Greensboro. Uh, they're back in Jackson, not at Trustmark Park, but back in Jackson on Tuesday, March 5th, for game one of the Cowboy Maloney series against Millsaps, trying to defend that Cowboy Maloney trophy, I believe, for the fourth straight year, if I remember correctly, right. off the top of my head. Uh, so, got to hold on to that, make sure to make the trip there. Back at home next weekend against Hanover, uh, taking on Hanover at Trustmark Park Friday and Saturday and a doubleheader Friday. We're looking forward to that. You can catch that on the Blazers Sports Network. But, Coach, thanks for taking the time. I know we had to kind of rearrange schedules a little bit this week, but we appreciate your time today. No problem, man. Thanks, Ken.